Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees, and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty free, and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-Air Madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-Air Brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf At LAX. Thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. Any tip break can fly now. Here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm not joined for the intro by Luke Heggie because fucking your mate, your mate, is off actually being a TV show panelist. (laughs) (laughs) We got him. He's actually Heggie's done it. He's he's found a blazer. He got it dry cleaned, and uh, he's off. Um, doing an Aussie TV panel show uh, just for the intro. He is here for the episode, but uh, it does. Makes you think, doesn't it? It does make you think that uh, our man, the king of the underground, Luke Heggie, is off doing a TV show, TV panel show. Fuck, I'm wrapped, and I can't wait to get clips of it to play on here in the future. But, of course, the show, once again, brought to you by heaps, normal, uh, delicious, Non-alcoholic beer, half of Australia, well, more than half of the population's in lockdown. Don't fucking blow out. Get on to Heaps Normal, heapsnormal.com. Use duty free at checkout for free shipping around Australia. And uh, thanks to everyone who tuned in to our live stream show on Tuesday night, on Census Night. Uh, We did an episode that will be coming out in a few weeks. Uh, It was a very last-minute thing we put together. um, So if you didn't hear about it, we... Well, we hadn't told you in the podcast. We uploaded the info onto our Instagram at Midflight Brawl, and all of our Patreon members found out ahead of time as well. So get on that patreon.com slash midflight brawl. Um, my child's crying in the background. My almost three year old has got a fever of over 40. Well, he did. That was until I put two beautifully cold cans of heaps normal. Fuck, I've done it. I've done the most amount of plugs that anybody's ever gotten out in a short period of time, solo. And uh, you know what? I think that'll do. Midflightbrawl.com, uh, we're coming up. Great Australian Podcast Festival in November. Um, Heggie has already been a double hero. He's got his jab twice, so hopefully he'll be able to come down to Melbourne for that. Get your tickets. Great Australian Podcast Festival, midflightbrawl.com. Um, fuck, it's not fun not bantering. 
with Heggy, but uh, got to do what you got to do. And what Heggy's doing is a TV panel show. Your mate. Makes you think, doesn't it? Let's get stuck into the episode. All right. So this week, we're looking at Air Canada, largely a safe and reputable airline, except for a bunch of DC3 and Vickers Viscount crashes in their early days, of course. I don't like what lockdown's done to you, mate. Now it, it, the episodes are starting with the crash, <laughs> crash history of the airlines. <laughs> I think you're going a bit fucking mental. It's become a habit. You're the one who's watched all of um, air crash investigations. Yeah, I know. That's how I used. To, I told you I used to be afraid of flying, so I watched them because you learn how planes improve. Yeah, but I, I think you're just having a maybe a rough time in lockdown. No, I'm all right. It's fine. It's just interesting. It is. It's a few Cuba-related uh, hijackings as well. But um, nothing too newsworthy, just little bibs and bobs. But till 1983, of course, when um, just as they were landing in Cincinnati, oh, no. smoke filled the cabin from a fire in one of the toilets. Unknown how that started, but given that the flight was coming in from Dallas, Texas, I reckon you could assume safely that the Texas diet caused someone to absolutely destroy the toilet <laughs> and then selflessly light a match to minimise the discomfort for the next person. Bing, bang, boom, fire. They've gotten their breakfast, lunch, and dinner out of a smoker and put it into the new smoker, a Texan body. <laughs> and they've smoked that meat even more than it was already smoked and then passing that out the back end has, has caused a problem. And this is what happened too. When they landed, right, they've, they've, and this is, this is fucking standard, they open up the doors on the ground to get rid of the smoke and that rush of oxygen Started a flash fire. Yeah, it's not great for fire nah, or oxygen. Not a great. I move. knew that from the stop, drop, roll ads I saw as a kid. Yeah, don't open the bloody door. Stay in there, burn to a crisp. Do the selfless thing. Wait it out. But um, yes, yeah, so that started a flash fire. Next thing you know, Jesus has nabbed himself a few new sunbeams. Oh. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Twenty three Air Canada customers, especially the frequent flyers. The um. The new ghosts included 22 civilians whose lives were largely insignificant and none other than Canadian folk singer Stan Rogers. Screw goddamn them all. I was told we'd cruise the seas for American gold. We'd fire no guns, shed no tears. Now I'm a broken man on a Halifax pier, the last of Barrett's privateers. Oh. Brings a tear to the eye, that sea shanty stuff. Sounds like Irish pub fighting music to me. <laughs> I think any music being played in an Irish pub is Irish pub fighting music. <laughs> you could put the cause on. <laughs> if it's coming out of a PJ O'Brien speaker system. <laughs> yeah. You don't think there's anything that will placate an Irish fight? Nothing. There's no drunk tank pink. Have you ever you've seen that book? Have you read yeah, that, that book? The bar's yeah. pink. Yeah. The... <laughs> There were college football teams that discovered there's a, a shade of pink that takes aggression out of men. Oh, yeah? They painted the away team locker rooms in that colour pink. And it was that same pink that, that I think it was Arizona, that jail warden made the prisoners wear that pink. Okay. How'd that go? You could paint the whole pub pink, fucking put pink in the Guinness. Yeah. <laughs> make the proper 12 pink. <laughs> There's going to be blood still. <laughs> what a what a silly concept. It means nothing. Pink. Just be a bunch of colour blind Irish belting shit out of each other. Um, Stan Rogers. I'd never heard of him. But is it mainly is it mainly that type of music? That sea shanty stuff. Is that? It's exactly that kind of music. Pirate stuff. 
He's um he was only thirty three. How old? He was thirty three. Very strong baritone voice, this guy. Fuck, this bloke. Screw goddamn them all. I was told we'd cruise the seas for American gold. We'd fire no guns. He's had a few darts, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that guy was 75. I actually don't mind it. I listened to a bit of Stan Rogers. His best of is on YouTube. Get into it. <laughs> well. Not I, bad. I was going to say you should pay for music, but he gone. Yeah, he's gone. Don't worry about it. Oh, there's plenty more. Very, very similar style music out there. Well, did hey, Heggy, um, did you see, well, the sea, sea Shanty music made a big comeback this year thanks to fucking TikTok. Why? I don't know. Just Why did pe- TikTok do that? People were singing Sea Shanties on TikTok and it went fucking berserk. Jesus Christ. Got the youth into a bit of Sea Shanty. You know those blokes in denim overalls and beanies not pulled down over their ears getting around? <laughs> oh, you mean the ears poking out the sides of the beanie? Yeah. The fisherman style. Yeah, the fisherman style beanie, but in denim overalls with the worst type of material, I reckon, for the ocean. Something for fat blokes with beards to do, isn't it? <laughs> They've already clocked um, craft beer. Now they're moving on to music. <laughs> to the ocean. <laughs> Beef jerky, craft beer, sea shanties. Oh, I know exactly what these pricks look like. Moisturizer. For men. Yeah. Pirate moisturizer. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, got to get into the incident here. Air Canada, this time, Flight 851, London to Calgary. If you can cast your mind back, buddy, to August 20, 2012. Going to London, was it? Or London to no, Calgary? No, London to Calgary. Yep. Calgary Stampede. Uh, 36 year old. Justin Neil Frank. Three first names, Ooh. a bit like you. <laughs> you don't have a middle name, do you? Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. What is it? Vincent. Vincent. <laughs> you could have given me all the guesses in the first six letters and I wouldn't have got that. Vincent. Well, at least Heggy's not a first name, <laughs> nor is it a girl's name. Like yours. Um, so this three first names, Justin Neil Frank, he was in London on business. He worked for Canrig Drilling Technology, had done so for a decade, company man. And uh, Canrig, been around since 1995, manufacturing automated drilling equipment to sell to people who want even less of a hands-on approach when extracting a bit of black gold out of the ocean floor. Um I don't know if they were forward-thinking, sneaky, or just lucky. But if you look for dirt on can rig, you don't get very, you don't get too far with just a rudimentary knowledge of the internet. Can rig news search will get you a few thousand hits on whether or not political parties can rig an election. Oh, smart! They just think I forgot to put the space in. Yeah, yeah, that is very smart. It is smart if they, yeah. It's like just starting up a company that you know is going to do terrible things and just call it Bin Laden. They'll never find you. Oh, yeah. You'd be too. <laughs> Bin Laden demolitions. Uh, general consensus is yes, we can rig uh, elections. Anyway, not that much to report, just a standard oil business company. 8,000 employees go back and forth from North America to Europe to conduct fuck knows what sort of business that couldn't be completed over the phone. <laughs> um, they're just sort of keeping on brand 
by clocking up some serious air miles. Oh, fuck yeah. Helping their own business. Pull the oil out of the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Burn it. I reckon the long-haul flight for one meeting, Palava, that's pretty much over. It's nice while it lasted, but the travel longer than the actual job, I feel – I mean, I feel that way riding my bike 45 minutes to do a five-minute spot you know, in a comedy club, but uh, bigger deal, flying to Heathrow for a half-hour meeting. What are you going to get them to do from now on? Just send you for Falcon in the mail ahead of time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, put this up. I'll Skype in. I'm not getting on the pushy. <laughs> Big hill near my joint. <laughs> You've travelled a long way to do very little, haven't you? Yeah, almost any gig I've ever done, you hop on a plane for, like the amount of overseas travel to get somewhere to do a, a gig. Oh, like a one gig, like a one night in Dubai or something. Yeah, I did a corporate in Dubai. When I went and did Conan, that's a long way to go to do fucking four minutes and stumble over one of the punchlines. Um, oh, yeah. But I did another spot beforehand. But, so that was two four-minute spots, so eight minutes, 30 hours of flying. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, one time, I'd, I mean, I used to do this a bit, but I drove to Canberra once, which is a solid seven hours in the car both ways. Like, yeah. I mean, there and return, seven hours return trip. But that's, I was, I left home and about seven hours, 45 minutes later, I was home. I went and did a, went and did a corporate for some plumbers in a toilet showroom. <laughs> oh, and the front row, there's about 30 toilets in this room. The front row were toilets. Wow. Like, yeah, and then behind that was a bunch of fat plumbers with their arms folded across their tight high-vis. Mate, you couldn't have been in a better spot because I know your general – I know how – I barely go well at corporates, but all the stories you seem to tell are somehow worse. So of course there's no worse. better place to take a shit on stage yeah. than in a place <laughs> with plumbers in there. I'm, I reckon I'd be the worst corporate act – Australia's ever had. Man, I've got to be just in front of you if that's the case. This has got to be a Canterbury Bulldogs, Brisbane Broncos race to the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon, like everyone says it, but the, that's that's excluding like an open micer who someone accidentally oh, books yeah. for a corporate. But like people who are, you know, been in the game for a while doing corporates, I reckon I'd be the worst. Yeah. Like I've, I have died so fucking hard at these and everyone says it, but you know, I've, Really have, and I like to be positive about these things. The only the only reason I'm going to say I'm down I'm down there with you is because I'll get sucked in for money to host a corporate, which means you get to bomb multiple times on the same night. <laughs> yeah, and then they make you do a spot at the end or something. Yeah, it's great. Jesus, I had mate. It's all real estate agents here. Dig into them; they love it. And it turns out, real estate agents as serious as you thought they'd be. They don't love it when you make fun of them and their tarot cash suits and their BMW 3 Series. Yeah. They're getting a haircut every 14 minutes. They don't like it. <laughs> Truth hurts. Truth isn't that funny after all. That's a Saturday morning for a real estate agent. Open house, haircut, open house, haircut, repeat. Yeah. 8 a.m. to, <laughs> 8 to 3 p.m. Home time. Yeah. I saw a um like a sold sign outside a house. We were walking not that long ago, a few nights ago. Hmm. But at night time and it's backlit. Like a backlit <laughs> real estate sign. You go, oh, they are getting paid too much. <laughs> if they can put lights in the back of their signs on in someone's front yard, no way. Yeah. Bullshit. No good. And no other um, not many other businesses are 
it's like how how much work did you really do to sell the place? Like either someone wants to live there or they don't. Yeah. Or they're ready to move in. They start saying things like, this house is ready to move in. Oh, really? Cool. Thanks. You imagine if you, you went to KFC and got a fucking Zinger meal and then the person that put it into the to the register wanted a photo with you. Yeah. You want a thumbs up. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> I did that. Nah, I think they wanted the Zinger meal already. Yeah, it's a fucking classic middleman. Yuck. <laughs> so, anyway, so Justin, he's uh, he's had a few pre-flight shandies Ooh, yeah. in the Air Canada Maple Leaf Lounge at Heathrow, which comes fully equipped with a chef's cooking station. There's something that you just cut out the middleman. So now now chefs need people skills because oh. they're available to the public. That's not on. Um, when you say chef's cooking station, do you mean sushi train? Uh, yeah, it's similar sort of thing. I don't know if it was sushi as such, but, yeah, chef's right there. Whipping it all up. Yeah. I'd rather be separated by a wall that you can't see through. Mate, I, I've not been to the Maple Leaf Lounge at Heathrow Airport, but I was lucky enough to go to the Virgin Lounge at Heathrow Airport. Yeah. And they did alcoholic thick shakes. What, milky? Milky ones? Yeah, thick shakes with bourbon in them. Really? Yeah. With bourbon? Yep. Oh, that's disgusting. I thought you can do like a black Russian, but thick. But this is a white Russian, sorry, but thick. I'd have to find the photo. Was it 20, like end of, started 2016 maybe or 2017? That's disgusting. <laughs> You're not a fan? They put you on a plane after that. Yeah. Give you extra sick bags, send you on your way. They give you the bourbon to get you all fired up, but they're smart enough to put a thick shake in there to slow you down. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about Cancel that. each other out. Um, so Justin's. Justin's probably had a couple of them, and he's, he's got on and settled into his business class seat and continued drinking, this time from his own duty-free. What was his poison, do you reckon? Well, he's working for a Canadian oil rig company. I'm going to say whiskey or bourbon. It's bourbon. True sign of a fucking absolute tip rat. You're in business class on an international flight and you're drinking your own duty free. I know. <laughs> They'll give it to you, man. Yeah, they will. But you know those dickheads who have their own drink? They're like, nah, I'm not buying that shit. I'm bringing my own brand and that's it. <laughs> what do you mean? They'll bring a carton of beer into a country pub and go, put them behind the bar, <laughs> buy them off you. Those pricks. <laughs> he's, he's obviously one of them. But, uh, He's drinking out of his bourbon, the one-litre bottle. I notice Worldwide Duty Free don't talk in gallons and ounces. So um, although the Seppos do still make a concession and spell litre incorrectly. (laughs) L-I-T-E-R. Yeah, that's always irked me. great. (laughs) Comes up on my computer sometimes, that. Like, what do you you mean? I've set this to Australian and you're spelling litre and apologise with the Z. Not having that. So... After a little while, Justin has built up the courage to proposition a nearby woman. Some blokes just need a bit of a gentle shove before following their heart. And um, how many how many hours into the seven hour forty five minute trip do you reckon we're talking here? How long's the flight? Seven hours forty five. Seven hours, and he's drinking, and he's about to get in trouble. Uh, my yep. guess would be. Number. Yeah, it is. It's the magic number. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You get three. It's the magic number. Three, I reckon. Yep, spot on. <laughs> so, um, it is. <laughs> it's it has become. It's truly a magical number when it comes to getting maggot on a plane and getting in trouble. Three. Oh, yeah, spot on. Nearly every time. You drink as much as you want, do whatever you want, smoke ice before you go on a plane. If you keep that flight under three hours, you'll be good to go. Yeah, I, we're not the first person, people to think of this. Flight attendants must know this. Like we're bang on about it all the time, but they must be onto this totally. Just limber up two hours, 50 minutes in. <laughs> um, Crack the knuckle. You see them rolling then, rolling the head around? Yeah. <laughs> Get that neck nice and loose. <laughs> Put in the mouth guard. Putting their feet up on the armrest in the aisle, stretching the hammies. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> his um his bid for true love rebuffed. JNF turns his attentions to a television. And uh at this stage, Bourbon has used Justin as its vessel to completely destroy <laughs> a TV. It can do that from time to time. Uh Bourbon didn't stop there. No way. Sounds like a, r- a really sad paper scissors rock. Like bourbon TV, <laughs> bourbon beats TV. Yeah, bourbon always beats TV. I reckon on the ground as well. Bourbon's wrecked a few tallies. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, more empty bourbon bottles have destroyed TVs than people who've got bourbon in them. <laughs> so bourbon has also started making lewd remarks to a flight attendant. Oh, bourbon. Yeah, bourbon. Bourbon, bourbon, bourbon. Couldn't get the details, but I did get these details. Justin made lewd gestures. Sorry, you said Justin there. It wasn't Justin. It was alcohol. <laughs> Mr. Booze. Mr. Booze. Mr. Booze. Bourbon Neil Frank has uh, also touched a flight attendant on the breasts and the buttocks. Jesus. And that's when it was decided that Bourbon had taken things a little too far. Fucking hell. That day. It's all fun and games up till that point. Um, Is that written on the arrest sheet, you reckon? Jim Beam. Yeah. <laughs> Justin turned to Jim. He's, uh, that's when it all went south. He got restrained by crew and a few opportunist passengers spending most of their lives waiting for a legitimate excuse to kick the shit through a stranger. I'm telling you, I'd be in that pile. I would too. Frustrating times. Post 9-11. Yeah. Good to go. Oh, yeah. As soon as you hear, sir, stop, you're just well within your right to fucking make someone eat their own teeth. Oh, I'd be sprinting <laughs> up from, from row 30 yelling the word stacks on. <laughs> Swigging your own duty free. They can't get both of yeah. us. He got, uh, he got gaffer taped to the seat. And his hands oh. were zip tied. And um, here's something that'll make you think: cable ties in Canada. What do you reckon they're called? Cable ties, e. 
Nah, they're called they're called zap straps. Oh, cute, aren't they? Yeah, zap straps. Ooh, cute Canadians, aren't they? Bastions of pacifism, the Canadians. Everyone would agree with that. Well, except for the forty-two people killed in mass shootings since twenty seventeen, they might not agree. But um, not so passive anymore, Canadians. Maybe that's the key. In the name of peace, you just kill everyone whose opinion differs from yours. And then will your country be as peaceful and cute and the pride of the world like Canada is? It's just got to rub off on you being that close to America for that long. Well, you'd think so, but they've always been considered real cool, haven't they? It's, like, it's nice sometimes to see a bit of fallibility. Here I was in my formative years being told that Canada was all fresh snow and recycling. Imagine my delight. When in 1996, I heard that an estranged husband massacred an entire wedding party. You think, oh, actually, they're grubs just like us. Just like us. Grubs are everywhere. Let's all have a bourbon and a fight. Really bring the world together. What did he massacre? The entire wedding party? Yeah, his, his ex-wife got married again, so went and killed them all. You wouldn't have that. Oof. Oof. Yeah. I mean, I'm not <laughs> celebrating that. I'm just celebrating the fact. Let's play this. Sorry, the the, uh, the toy is in heavy use today. It's the start of a new financial year and I've got to let the ATO know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there'll be plenty of debts coming up. Don't worry about it. Um, so fellow passenger Annalise Beckett, a Canadian script editor, has um, she, she quoted, say, she said, he started really making a scene. I'm, I've been obsessed by witnesses. Fucking love a witness. They've always got something good to say. He started really making a scene and then basically they had to just restrain him, she said. They put zap straps on his wrist and duct tape around him as well and he was just yelling and yelling. The good-natured print journalist there has put G's on the ends of the yelling and yelling, but I know (laughs) what she said. (laughs) Annalise Beckers, script editor. She's since moved to the Gold Coast. Oh, yeah. Warner Brothers Movie World. Hollywood on the Gold Coast. Mate, if you're a fan of fucking zap straps, get down here to the Goldie. <laughs> zap straps, the, the, the script. <laughs> if I was a script editor, I'd go straight to Hollywood on the Gold Coast, see what comes in. <laughs> Mate, um, it's going to be the real Hollywood soon. They're all moving here. Oh, yeah. You think Hollywood's been planted out here? Yeah. I reckon they're going for it. They do make a bit of stuff here, but it's not all not all movie world, though, is it? No. Movie World's like Universal Studios with the fucking Police Academy exhibition and shit, isn't it? I don't know. Which one? I only I went to SeaWorld, maybe. I think that's the only one I've been to. That's the one with the dolphins. Yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, no. No, I didn't go to SeaWorld. Fucking it. I'm an idiot. I did go to Movie World. Jeez, because I saw that Police Academy uh, <laughs> that Police Academy show. Stuntmen in the crowd. Oh, right. Hold on, the only bloke in a Hawaiian shirt and denim shorts is a part of this. <laughs> was there a Was there a Winslow doing the sounds? Yeah, they're all there. Yeah, all the characters. All the characters. Oh, brilliant. I mean, there must be a generation of people who don't even know what the fuck Police Academy is. Watching that. Oh yeah. Like it's not that they've gone down as classics or anything. No, they're they're just there to see burnouts. Yeah, right. Jesus Christ. So this plane that uh, JNF is on, it got diverted to Gateway to the North, Edmonton. Didn't make it to Calgary. Oh. Had a diversion. They could have just gone to Calgary. It's not that far. Yeah. But um, 
decided to go to Edmonton, home to the world's largest shopping mall until 2004 when Asia and the Middle East got carried away with malls. They went berserk. <laughs> Dubai. They, Dubai fucking loves a mall. Well, Edmonton, West Edmonton Mall, I've been there. Used to, well, it's not. Who cares? Big mosh, big shopping mall. Indrapilly Shopping Town used to be the biggest in the Southern Hemisphere. Oh, really? We're quite proud of that. wonder what it is now. Maybe it's Chadston. I think Chadston down in Melbourne. Oh, there'd be some, somewhere else uh, to try to, you know, be a South African one maybe or, a, you know, somewhere of maybe a Brazilian shopping mall. Ch- nah, Chaddy. We've done it. Have you? Yep. Oh, good for you. Followed by Westfield Fountain Gate, then Westfield Chermside. So there you go. Queensland is in there. Well, that's the three largest. Uh, but Chad Stone's the biggest. That's that unmistakable Melbourne culture I keep hearing of. Chaddy, yeah. Edmonton, no, since they lost that, that's gone to pot, really. Oilers haven't won since that era on the hockey. <laughs> Failed very soon after dumping the best player ever for some cold, hard cash. Two, Gretzky. You know, two hours after they won the Stanley Cup in 1988, they said to Gretzky, you're out, mate, we're selling you. Well, <laughs> Need the cash. Mate, if you've clocked it, don't get greedy. Move him on. Get paid. Move him on. Kick him out of his home. Piss off, buddy. Um, so anyway. Justin Neil Frank got dumped off there and arrested by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police Fuck yeah. immediately. On horseback? I suspect that day they had ponies <laughs> instead of horses so they could fit down the aero bridge to get him. <laughs> Little Mounties on Shetlands. Yeah, threatening oh, Canadians. Um, Justin <laughs> Frank, he got charged with sexual assault, mischief to property, and causing a disturbance by fighting and being drunk. By the way, that it, the real positivity of the Canadian shining there, you just fucking bash your TV screen in after s- smashing a few bourbons. Yeah. It's called mischief to property. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's great. Cheeky. He was cheeky. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, he also faced two charges under the Canadian Aviation Act of consuming liquor not served to him and failing to comply with crew member instructions. Uh, he had to appear in Leduc Provincial Court, at which point he decided to plead guilty to everything. Good on him. Very Canadian. He got out on a $1,000 bond. What? Yeah. Well, there was more, <laughs> more punishment to come. Oh, but um, while he's on bail, wasn't allowed to touch the booze. Oh, a bit unfair. Yeah. Six months later, he finally got sentenced. And uh, this offence was very serious. Um, however, the judge also took into account that Frank has taken full responsibility for his actions. Um, he got one year probation, 4K fine, and 15K he had to pay to Air Canada for the diversion. I would have thought it would be more than that. No jail. No jail. Fuck, you can just never guess with this show. Case by case, it just swings wildly. Well, he was he was quite remorseful. That seems to count for something in Canada. He apologised to the court and the crew and the passengers, saying that staff have a difficult job to do, and that day I made it very difficult. I reckon this bloke, if his name were Frank Justin instead of the other way around, his life would have turned out quite differently. <laughs> you think worse off? Just, if, just as if your name were Cody Jeffrey Nicholas, <laughs> you'd have a different life. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. That would not end well. That's a weird combo. You wouldn't have been out of Werribee. <laughs> except for except for court appearances, you wouldn't have left Werribee. <laughs> no, they've got a magistrate's. I think I'd be fine. Oh, okay. All right. Why well, would you go anywhere else? Um, 
Since August 20, Justin said, my life has been full of regret and embarrassment. That's what he said to the judge. Lawyer, you got a lawyer, Rick Moontz. Now, I'm, I must say, I don't know what's going to happen here, but I do appreciate so far that he said, I fucked up. That's my fault. I drank too much. I'm full of regret and remorse. I'm sorry. There's no, hey, it was actually the black dog did it. Oh, no. He hasn't said it was bourbon. The black dog drank all the black rats. Yeah. And that's why we're here. Black dog, black rat. No, he's um he has taken responsibility, which is appreciated, but uh not by everyone. He's um he got a lawyer, which definitely helped. His lawyer, Rick Moontz, whose Google reviews currently sit at an impressive four point eight out of five stars. Nice. So good job, Rick. Do you reckon you want to be the Google or the TripAdvisor lawyer? It's a step back from billboard law, but still does have a whiff, doesn't it? I, I've got to start reading that. I want to know what people write. About a lawyer? I, I was maggot and I definitely drunk drove into that school bus, but thanks to Rick. Yeah. <laughs> he helped me walk free. What do you write? Very odd. Well, a review for a lawyer, it's completely dependent on the outcome. You're not going, no, he's a great lawyer, he's excellent. I'm doing 10 in the pen anyway because I'm a dickhead. Well, that 4.8, the the reviews for lawyers, I reckon, on TripAdvisor or Google reviews, I mean, you're getting a five or a one. Oh, for sure. There's <laughs> no, no middle ground review for your legal defence. Yeah. Some reviewers, though, they they somehow think that they're visible or something. They're like, oh, I won't give five because it sounds a bit, you know, condescending. I'll just give four because it's that – like. You know, you get a glowing review and think, just yeah. give five. Nah, give four, you know. Or an appalling one will get three or two. Yeah. So it should be five or zero, just a <laughs> yes or no. Um, it's, it's got a bit of a no win, no pay whiff about it, I reckon, reviewing lawyers. Um, Rick said that Frank was prepared to pay the 15200 to cover the cost of the redirected flight. So... I've, I've gone and had a sticky beak at Rick Moontz, and his highest-profile case happens to be Justin Neil Frank, <laughs> biggest thing he's ever done. Um, saw some pictures. When when walking alongside Neil, Rick's hair is not quite as remarkable as his website profile shots. Oh, no. Windy day? Oh, I think it was pre, <laughs> pre versus post plugs. Okay. And he also doesn't look quite as tall either oh. with his profile shots. You know, someone short has taken them. <laughs> From the feet up. Man, I triangulated the photos and uh, either Justin is six and a half feet tall and Rick is just a little bit short like you or Rick is a proper little man because <laughs> next to his client, he looks tiny. Plugs and a lawyer, I'd say proper short. Yeah, I would think so. But he did. I mean, he got Justin very, very good value. Can't deny that. He's... um. Hopefully, Justin logged on and gave Rick five stars straight after that. It'd be the least he could do. Because um, as we've seen, less fortunate, admittedly, more economy traveling types have done hard time for less. Get out of that for 20 grand, you're doing all right. I don't want to knock his legal defense skills because Justin did cause a fucking scene. Got absolutely maggot, broke a TV, assaulted someone. Yeah. Groping people. Had to be strapped down. What were they called? Zap straps. Zap strapped. And a bit of duct tape to the chair. <laughs> Man, he's that's the full Monty. That's pretty much hit every marker there. Yeah. The only thing he doesn't done is broken someone's bones, but he's he's sexually assaulted someone. 
That's jail time. The pilot hasn't had to come out with the axe. Yeah. Cause a bit of damage. Pretty much every other weapon available has been used. One thing he did get is uh, a year off the piss too. Like he had to stay off the booze for that year of probation, part of the deal, like you, except he's being forced. Although <laughs> how you enforce that, I don't know. Like it's They're not busting into his house and going, what are you doing? They'd be piss testing him, no? What? You reckon like an athlete, they'd come around to his house? I think they're just waiting. If he did a drunken disorderly or something, that would violate his probation. No, but surely a court-ordered stay off the booze for a year, they're going to piss test you for alcohol. That's a waste of resources, isn't it? If he's in his own house, who cares? That's um. What do you reckon? They just they just peek through the lounge room curtains and see how his tally's looking. No, it's still there. Yeah, he's <laughs> off the. <laughs> he did. He did, however, get sacked by Canrig. Oh, they don't. They don't really stand for any immoral <laughs> behaviour from their employees. He's going to have to get a fossil fuel job from somewhere else. Yeah, plenty of them around. Don't worry about it. Imagine that punching a screen and grabbing a nut. Not as bad as just causing an oil leak into the ocean. Oh, yeah. You run an Exxon Valdez aground. <laughs> I don't know that you're doing as much as Justin and Neil Frank in terms of retribution. You wouldn't do any jail time. The one in the Gulf of Mexico the other week, pretty good. When you're seeing people having to spray the ocean because the ocean's on fire, yeah, not great. Not a great sign. And then they come out and go, it's all right, it's all here, as if you can just. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. As if oil's not a thing that's going to move. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Mid-Flight Brawl. Fuck, good work. Let's keep Rick's number. Oh, if I'm in trouble in Canada, I'm calling Rick Moots. Oh, mate, even here, I'll fly him over, put him up for the two weeks. If I kick off on a plane, he's got form. He's done his job very well. Uh, thanks for listening, buddy. Thanks for everybody leaving reviews and getting behind us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Brawl. if you want some extra eps and things like that. We really do appreciate it. Uh, Heggy and I just assume we've got no gigs coming up for a bit. No, I've got nothing. I'm just I'm a pure 100% podcaster now, oh. one of my private nightmares from a few years ago. <laughs> but here I am. The saddest thing, the saddest thing to come out of the pandemic. <laughs> it's not the millions of lives lost or whatever. It's Heggy is now a full-time podcaster. He's not even on the tools. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, can't. <laughs> can't do a thing. I, I don't reckon stand-up will be back in Sydney till the end of the year. Well, we do have a live show, the Great Australian Podcast Festival in November. Yeah. Um, get on at Midflight Brawl uh, on Instagram. All the info's there, midflightbrawl.com. Um, Heggy, anything else? We've got nothing else to plug, do we? No, nah, nothing at all. Oh, Fort anywhere. Jocks. Get around Fort Jocks. That was the oh, pivot. Yeah. I made last year. Got a box full of them in the roof. Um, pre-skid marked underwear for your beach security coming up this summer. Store your goods in there. No one will touch it. They'll go and steal someone else's stuff. Everybody wins. Summer's coming up, and it's coming up quick. Thanks to global warming, we may be moving those shorts <laughs> all year round pretty soon. <laughs> I'll shift some units. At Heggy Luke, at the Nick Cody, at Midfly Brawl on Instagram. We'll see you next week. Boy. See you, mate. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 